I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 81, Q&A, Nourishing with Electrolytes, and so much more. Welcome to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. This podcast is a resource for families who are on a path to optimal wellness, but still aren't able to reach their physical and mental goals. I'm Heather Mitchell, and with over nine years experience in nutrition and exercise, and a certified master health coach, I'm uniquely qualified to help you and your family achieve optimal health. So for the next few minutes, set aside your concerns and learn how you can self-repair your body and mind and experience greater joy in your life. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but it's not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Well, hey there, my beautiful friends, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be an excellent week. Um, I am out of town, actually, as you're hearing this podcast. I'm on yet another family reunion in beautiful Montana, and I have never been here before, but I will say beforehand, because I'm recording this before I'm even there, it is gorgeous. It is amazing, and I want to live here forever. At least that's what I think I'm going to say when I get to Montana. I've driven through parts of Montana, and it's always just felt like home, like a dream come true. Same with places like northern Idaho, like I was just at Priest Lake. That was fantastic. But there's going to be something special about Montana. I just know it. So here's to coming back alive, not getting eaten by a bear, or uh, encountering something unpleasant in nature. Here's to great times with family and reunions and getting together and laughing and talking all night long by the fire and making s'mores and being silly and singing on the guitar and campfire songs. Here's to all of that. Why? Because it's summer and it's still phenomenal and the world is crazy. But when you get away from it and you get, you get into nature with all your family members, It is a wild ride, my friends. So with that, um, I started to think about what can I teach them this week? And I do have a lot of content to teach you as we keep going week by week by week. What I thought I would do today, though, is do a Q&A from the past four podcast episodes we did. When I was um, in classes learning this information, questions would come up and my instructor would have a QA. and a And some of those questions on these topics we just hit were pretty darn good. So I will be reading some of that. So let's just get right into it with salt. All right. Um, Let me emphasize one more time that it isn't high salt intake that causes high blood pressure. It is a deficiency in magnesium and or potassium that causes the problem. And in order to really study that out, you've got to read the book, The Salt Fix because the author talks about the evidence from cultures around the world uh, that high blood pressure can occur in places where salt intake varies considerably. 
However, low potassium intake correlates quite well with elevated blood pressure. And remember that magnesium assists in the regulation of salt and potassium, but potassium in particular. And so I just want to keep bringing that up again. Your blood pressure starts to go down beautifully, provided there is some amount of potassium in the diet, you're supplementing with magnesium, and you're getting daily salt, the good kind of salt, which we talked about. Now, does salt cause kidney stones? Ooh, this is a good question. And the answer is no, at least not directly. It is more likely that kidney stones can be caused by calcium that has not been utilized properly, possibly because of low levels of magnesium, vitamin C, or vitamin K2. And it can also be caused by high levels of oxalic acid in the diet. So as we get into discussions more about things like this, I want to, to go deeper into these topics. Another question, does the sodium in diet soda add to our sodium intake? Well, sodium from anywhere counts, but there may be something to be said for exercising some caution with the other ingredients in diet soda. Here's another question. Can kids take packets of electrolytes safely? Now, in general, the dosage listed on a product that is designated for adults is based on an average adult weight of approximately 150 pounds. If a product is used for a child, the amount given to them needs to be divided for their weight and size. An electrolyte packet with simple ingredients could ostensibly be used for a child, though they have, though they also have access to Pedialyte, which is made especially for children. And you want to do the clearer version of Pedialyte since it avoids food dyes. And they can also receive simple combinations of electrolytes in food form, maybe a little salt in orange juice, or you could have some salted watermelon, some popcorn or potato chips or pretzels, followed by some orange juice if they're going to have something salty, well-salted potatoes, etc. Someone pointed out that the Redmond Salt Company offers a powdered electrolyte product called Relite. And I mentioned that in my podcast. That was one of the questions I was, um, or I was telling her. And um, there is a product also called Oral Rehydration Salts by the Gianis Brothers, which we did cover. And I gave you their phone number as well. A question came up about iodine content in natural salts. There is virtually none in any salt unless it is added. When using iodized salt, you need to know that the form used to add to the salt evaporates over time. Studies on iodine content in unopened containers of salt showed that all contained under 50% of the amount indicated on the label and in the majority of cases under 10%. So we can't really trust the labels. In addition, once opened at home, the remainder is lost through evaporation within weeks. That tidbit came from a book called The Iodine Crisis. We would be wise to attend to our iodine needs in other ways, which is a larger topic. But for now, know that iodine comes from either kelp or in dropper form from sources 
like life extensions C iodine or old old fashioned Lugal's iodine and nascent iodine as examples of liquid sources. So I get the kelp pills myself and I take those kelp capsules, but we've also taken marine phytoplankton and put it in juice for the kids because it is like a superfood, my friends. All right, let's cover potassium questions now. Uh, When potassium levels get very low, that people can lose um, their appetite. So we want to make sure that potassium levels are high so people have an appetite. Nothing will sound good if their potassium levels are low. If someone has slowed down and is not eating much or at all boosting potassium, usually with juices a little at a time and alternating with a little salt, that's the fastest route to recovering an appetite. Also, since potassium is necessary for bile production, low potassium levels result in poor fat digestion with burping and discomfort after meals containing fat and intestinal problems in addition. So potassium and salt replacement need to come first before introducing full meals successfully. All right, so that is um, something we will discuss a little bit deeper when we talk about digestion coming right up. Here's some questions on magnesium. Someone asked if magnesium oxide is good for constipation. Yes, it is really the main thing that that form is good for. Look to other more absorbable forms for restoring the body's magnesium levels otherwise. Mag citrate, malate, and tarate are good. Remag, as mentioned in the class, is very absorbable. Another question. Is magphos, P-H-O-S, a good source of magnesium? If you are referring to the cell salt magphos, the answer is yes though we all need food sources. There is a supplemental form of MAGFOS called Magnesium 2 AEP that you can look up on Amazon. It works very nicely and is one of my favorites. Electrolytes. Questions on electrolytes. I had wanted to emphasize again that electrolytes form the basis of our ability to use the nourishment we take in. Our well-being is totally reliant on these minerals. If you have fallen short on electrolytes and water over time, through insufficient intake or because of stress, which results in electrolytes being more easily lost through the kidneys and water not being able to be utilized when you have become dehydrated, remember that your cells have no choice but to armor up with layers of cholesterol to prevent further loss of water. Replacing electrolytes and water will allow the cells to gradually release the buildup cholesterol and refresh their water supplies and allow nutrients into the cells again. Okay, so if we go back and think of the lists of illnesses or disease associated with each of these electrolytes, and we've talked about those, you will also see the list of health problems whose resolution begins with supplying electrolytes. If someone has heart disease or diabetes or has gained weight or has gout or asthma, etc., the electrolytes are the first place to begin in returning to wellness. Remember that electrolytes work best when taken with food. Or said another way, if you take electrolytes on an empty stomach and if you have low blood sugar, they may not work at all. All electrolyte formulas are made with some kind of glucose or dextrose so that the electrolytes can be utilized. The gates that open to electrolytes 
also open to glucose and often glucose is needed to escort the sodium and potassium into the cells. Our electrolytes are our first line of defense against toxins. Levels of all the electrolytes can become depleted in the presence of substances the body considers toxic. Keeping electrolyte levels boosted helps tackle these issues as they arise. I believe we have some some recipes too for some electrolytes. There are some homemade electrolyte recipes that are going to be shared with you here. And uh, let me tell you how to make that. Electrolyte recipes you can make at home. These are good uh, electrolyte drinks. They were first created for women who were in labor. Needless to say, the use for this electrolyte lemonade go far beyond labor. It is well balanced in electrolytes and it is pleasant to drink. And I know many families who enjoy this. Little children have been known to call this happiness juice. You can name it anything you want though, but this is the, this is the recipe. So grab a pen and paper and let's write it down. This makes a half gallon. You want to add all ingredients to a half gallon jar and then fill this with good, clean, filtered water. Um, a one liter bottle of coconut water. This is the source of potassium. Taste that Nirvana brand and C2O brand. They are the sweetest and most pleasant. A quarter to a half to one full teaspoon of salt. I would put a full teaspoon in there. One teaspoon of natural calm. It's that magnesium supplement that fizzes up and comes in flavors. One scoop of CalMag Fizz by Baywood, or the CalMag product made by the Natural Calm people. This is the source of magnesium and calcium. Do both the Natural Calm product as well as this one for the best ratio of magnesium and calcium. About 49 drops of trace minerals from the Trace Mineral Company or from BioNativas. Both are companies providing trace minerals from the Great Salt Lake. All right, now, that's all you need to do for that. Um, you also wait, you also need the juice from two lemons or three limes and a fourth cup of some kind of sweetener to taste. You can use honey and organic cane sugar. You could use coconut sugar, um, anything like that. And then you're gonna fill the jar with filtered water. All right, um, here's a story here that was shared with us. A woman who attended some of the classes, the health nutrition classes, began making this lemonade and drinking some each day. She had a little farm and was raising various animals, including bees. She said that she would get stung at various times as she worked with the bees and would swell around the sting as would be expected. Over a period of months, as she drank the lemonade, she felt better and better, but also noticed that when she got stung, she would react less. The final test of that came when one day, as she was working with the bees, they became irritated, and she was suddenly stung on one hand over 20 times. She counted the puncture marks afterwards. To her amazement, she didn't swell at all, with the exception of only one spot which swelled very slightly and then subsided quickly after that. It kind of shows what being caught up on electrolytes can do for a person. Isn't that amazing? And so let me give you another recipe here. This is another recipe shared. It's for a chocolate syrup, homemade chocolate syrup that contains all the electrolytes. Kids are going to love this. 
one cup each of cocoa powder, water, and sugar or honey. You put all three ingredients in a pan and bring to a boil. Boil for between two to five minutes. And the longer you boil it, the thicker it becomes. Then you're going to take it off the heat. And now you're going to add one teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of vanilla, a tablespoon, or let's see, one tablespoon, or even a whole cube of butter. That's optional (laughs) if you want to do that. Um, Between one tablespoon and up to a half cup of blackstrap molasses, depending on the need for potassium and the size of your batch. This stirs into milk beautifully, hot or cold, and can be thickened up a little by boiling longer to pour over ice cream. Alter the recipe for your own needs, but it's truly wonderful stuff. And this chocolate sauce contains magnesium from the cocoa powder, potassium from the molasses, salt, and it is added to milk, which is our source of calcium. We use raw milk around here. And uh, the cream from the butter helps with the uptake of all these minerals. And that's what we did talk about before. Some chocolate syrup stories. Uh, She says, I know many families who use this recipe as a staple in their household. It works for a general electrolyte replacement and for happier, more pleasant family members. But it is especially helpful for PMS symptoms before periods, thanks to magnesium in the chocolate. I have heard of a family whose son often had lots of friends visiting who all asked for chocolate milk each time they came. One boy loved it so much that he actually made arrangements with the son to have a glass of this ready for him every morning so that he could stop by and drink it before school. That's funny. I also know of one family whose little boy at the age of about six or seven had fallen into a pattern of eating very little and had actually not only stopped gaining weight, but was losing weight. In desperation, the mom made this chocolate syrup recipe full of electrolytes, and it became the only thing he would drink for a while. Though he was soon recovered and regained his appetite and weight, he called this his beloved chalky milk. So good. Uh, One last chocolate electrolyte thought. She says, I have a niece who heard me talk about this chocolate syrup recipe. She told me that she ran track in high school and that their coach insisted that the girls all drank a carton of chocolate milk and eat a little bag of Lay's potato chips before and after each race. I thought that must have been one very clever coach because, you know, that the salt and the chips and the and the calcium in the milk and you have the magnesium in the cocoa. Um, yeah, so just interesting what people do to um, perform better, I guess, the things that they eat that we might sometimes think are unhealthy, might not be as unhealthy as we thought. Um, and there is a sports team, I can't remember whether basketball or football at BYU, I believe, whose coach has his athletes drink pickle juice for their electrolyte replacement. No Gatorade, thank goodness, which is not high enough in sodium and is full of artificial ingredients. It is balanced in sodium and potassium and is absorbed well in the presence of the vinegar. More great sports wisdom, you guys. If electrolytes seem to have difficulty in stabilizing, even after all of the replacement strategies above have been employed, then it is possible you are also low on some of the following nutrients. The amino acid taurine, the mineral boron, vitamin E, fatty acids like fish oil or black currant seed oil, or the minerals chromium or manganese. 
and you can possibly also benefit from taking a capsule or two of sunflower lecithin daily to soften cell membranes so that you can speed your hydration project along. These shouldn't be necessary over the long term, maybe for a few months at most. The main thing is to be aware of it that sometimes there are other issues with the permeability of cell membranes, and if so, these might need to be considered. Look in this direction, however, only if your best rehydration efforts are insufficient. Okay, let's, let's answer some questions about water. One other concept that was not mentioned that she wanted to mention was that the basic electrolytes, salt, potassium, magnesium, and calcium all serve as the regulators of blood pH. Calcium especially does this. Our blood pH has to be kept within a very narrow range for us to function and for enzymes in the body to work properly. It is important to note that the ability to get water, nutrients, hormones, etc. into the cells is pH dependent, but so is the ability to get prescription medications to work properly. The ultimate solution to all this is to boost electrolytes and to always be attentive to those in the future. But for the time being, you can also boost pH to a remarkably helpful degree by using water that has a higher, more alkaline pH to help with utilization of everything you take in. Those waters would include Essentia, Essentia water with a pH of about 9, and any of the sparkling mineral waters, including Perrier sparkling water, San Pellegrino water, or Girl Steiner water. This last one being probably the most effective. It's spelled G-E-R-R-O-L-S-T-E-I-N-E-R. The presence of bicarbonate in the natural sparkling spring waters greatly boosts pH and helps the body function better while you are in the process of boosting electrolytes. Who knew? And then, of course, the sun water stories are amazing, okay? The plants adore it. We talked about sun water. Animals choose it over regular tap water every time. Little kids will go to the trouble of filling the jars and putting them in the sunny window or outside because they really like it. And you're going to feel better. You'll be thirstier for it and find it, it absorbs better. You'll start hydrating faster and more easily than before. Pretty amazing stuff and worth the effort. But it must be kept in the sun for at least two hours. Longer is fine, but two hours seems to be needed. You don't need a lid. Uh, you can just put a cheesecloth on top to keep your cats or any of the pests out of the water. All right, let's answer questions about light. Okay, there is a near-infrared light that is being used for people who have had traumatic brain injuries. And the name couldn't have been, been recalled right then, but the device is placed on the head and can penetrate through the skull to promote healing. It's expensive, but apparently has been able to facilitate some remarkable degrees of recovery. So maybe try to Google something like that, infrared light that goes over the head. And on the light boxes for the sad condition, the seasonal depression, most have a few settings that you can experiment with to find the levels of brightness that work best for you. But the rule of thumb is that the brighter the light, the less time is needed to sit in front of it. 
Okay, and with earthing, someone mentioned that the Zero Shoe Company, which makes barefoot shoes that mimic walking without shoes so that the feet can move and flex properly, have winter shoes with rubber soles, which would be great for picking up electrons through the soles. Okay, so there's that. And then let's quickly answer some questions on melatonin, and then we're done. Melatonin. I mentioned in passing that melatonin is one of the most valuable things someone could take to prevent a COVID illness or keep it mild should they become ill. This will be discussed in more detail in one of the classes which we will talk about um, melatonin. Now, let's see, the question was asked about whether it was useful to take melatonin as a supplement at bedtime. And the answer is yes, it can be useful. And that is what many people are doing, especially if they are not sleeping well currently. Melatonin comes in an assortment of doses. A little experimentation may be required to find the dose best for each individual. You could get a supplement that has only three milligrams per dose as an example and see if it produces sound and restful sleep for you. A larger person could possibly double that to six milligrams or even do 10 milligrams on a routine basis. Experimentation will probably be required. And if you really aren't sure, you could go with a smaller two milligram dose and do more if needed. There are a few products on Amazon that do a children's size dose if you need them. Lots of brands and lots of dose choices, all good. If you have people in your household that are sleeping well, don't worry about using melatonin on a daily basis, but have some on hand to take in higher doses if they should become ill. Then you would use the melatonin as 10 milligrams or 20 milligrams amount or even higher if required to turn the illness around quickly, which is pretty cool. Melatonin does way more than help you sleep. So... It is awesome. We're going to get into that later. So these were the, the, the Q&A questions from the past four podcast episodes. I hope some of that was helpful for you, that it helps you remember the importance of electrolytes and also gives you some other ideas for things you can do and a couple of good recipes in there. So go give those a try and let me know if you liked it and how it, how, how it went for you and your family, the chocolate syrup especially. Let me know if you like that one. Okay, you guys, that's going to do it for the week. If you wouldn't mind, please go share this podcast episode with a friend. We love it when you rate and review the show. It always helps us get bumped up in iTunes. Appreciate you guys so much. We love you and have a great rest of your weekend. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, you have to come check out my coaching and all I have to offer. Whether you're trying to lose weight, get the kids healthier, overcome hard challenges in your life, or just need some support, I'd be so excited to be your coach. I'm going to help you take all this material I teach here on the podcast and apply it to your personal life. So come on over to healthcoachheather.com to learn more. And thanks for sharing this podcast episode with a friend.